KINY, where you don't miss a thing time once again for Capital Chat. I am Dano, and sitting across from me, some true crime fanatics here in Juno, and now author and book creator, Ed Schoenfeld and Betsy Longenbot. So I want to welcome you two back to the studio. It's always good to see you. It's Thank nice you. to see you, too. Thanks for having us. So we're getting in the fall season. Winter's about to be here soon enough, so I imagine the true crime walking tours are done for the season, correct? They wrapped up at the end of August, and uh, it was a good season. Lots of good questions. It's something that locals come for. We expect occasionally to get a, a visitor, cruise ship passenger, somebody, but it's locals or occasionally their their guests. But you seem to sell out every single walk you do, which is really impressive. And I always get I hear rave reviews about each one that you do. So I take it it was a busy season then. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> what do you think the most common question is you hear the Junoites ask you? Ah. Uh. What do you think? Well, a lot of them want to know about current murders. And I have to say, we don't really track those. We decided some years ago not to be uh, too contemporaneous with our stories because it was too painful. Mm-hmm. They're we, people we know. They know people we know. It's, so sticking to territorial days has been fairly safe. <laughs> <laughs> Which I guess when you, when you define that, what would that be date-wise? Uh, about 1960. We okay. became a state before in 59. Yeah. Okay, so right yeah. before 1960 on that. And obviously you have taught me a ton since you've been in the studio. <laughs> you're teaching Juno a ton too. And you're taking some of these stories and you've compiled this amazing book that I'm looking at right now. So, Betsy and Ed, why don't you tell me about this thing a little bit? Well, um, Betsy wrote the book. I yeah. helped research. <laughs> he did. Betsy's the author. And he also edited, which was super helpful. But um, we started by doing three presentations about particular murders that we discovered about. Um, and I took those three presentations and made three chapters. And then I thought, well, three chapters isn't going to get me a whole book. So I went through our spreadsheet, where which we had created of uh, murders in those early days and came up with seven more stories. So those ten stories make up the book. Each chapter is a different story. And they cover a pretty broad range. They start in 1902. The last story is in the late 1950s and everything from workplace violence believe it or not a killing in a the health um, department here in Juneau in the 1950s to um, prostitute deaths sadly um, they're all sad but also stories about uh, unusual things like a man who's who killed his wife and it turns out they were both remittance people oh. <laughs> um, a remittance person was somebody a family would send far far away and return for them staying far far away they would receive a stipend from the family so we'll remit we'll give you a, an amount of money if you just stay far away <laughs> and alaska was far away enough for a lot of families so we ended up with a lot of remittance people here and in this particular case, it was both a man and woman being supported by their families down in California, and he got mad with her, and he killed her. And it was um, kind of an amazing story. So I think they were all pretty amazing stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ed's yeah. got to agree with me. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, the researcher over but, there, yeah. Right. And this this goes, uh, and the book is called uh, uh, Forgotten Murders from Alaska's Capital. Uh, I originally proposed Capital Killers because it sounded cool, <laughs> the alliteration, but Forgotten Murders. They're all, all the ones in this book are Forgotten Murders, and most of the ones we talk about people don't really know anything about. Uh, very few people, I'm sure a few do. 
So we actually had sort of a funny incident last winter. We did we're doing a story on a dismemberment case out of Sitka, and there was a woman in the audience when I started talking. who said, "I know all about that story. I lived in Sitka." And I thought, "Wow, that's really surprising." And we got to the end of the presentation. She came up to me and she said, "Oh, that was a different dismemberment story. I knew all about." <laughs> <laughs> and I have to say, I knew which one she was talking about. But <laughs> uh, there's so much history here in Southeast Alaska, especially in our capital. And you two are shining light on this part of it, the true crime forgotten murders out there. But what we also did, I think, with each chapter was we we set it in a historic time and place. So I just did a presentation for the State Historical Society on how you can look at history through murder. What are the stories about this intimate conflict that also tell us about what's going on in the town at the time? That is absolutely fascinating. Now, you're going to be doing a presentation and book signing for this, mm-hmm. right? Kind of a big deal. That's why it we is. have you in here today. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm very excited. Hearthside sponsoring a book signing this Thursday from 6 to 8 p.m. at the Hangar Ballroom downtown. And um, in addition to signing the book, we're going to be doing a presentation on how we actually researched one particular chapter in the book. And it's a story of two women who were killed in their brothel in downtown Juneau in 1923. Do you find the research changes based on the case you're looking at? Absolutely. How so? Well, this particular case, for example, we found, um, which was astounding to me, we actually found transcripts from the coroner's jury, which is the only case we've ever come across that had that level of detail. And when somebody died suspiciously, they'd call a coroner's jury immediately to view the body and come up with a preliminary yeah, conclusion. Yeah, six, six white men would be called to the scene of the death to inspect the body and determine whether that person died accidentally um, or basically the cause of death. And they would sometimes, in the case of a murder, also try to figure out who killed them. It it was an incredibly astonishing effort by um, citizens of, of town who would mm-hmm. be called in the middle of the night to come down to some horrific crime scene and have to act as a jury. It's mm-hmm. an investigative jury. It's fascinating. And in, in this particular case... We kind of hit the jackpot. We'll talk about that on Thursday in terms of having good court records, good newspaper coverage. And wonderful records from Alcatraz. Whoa, okay, without revealing too much. That's all right, that's right. Without revealing too much. Wow, that is really, really fascinating. So, okay, so it does vary kind of how Mm -hmm. you investigate. Absolutely. I imagine the historical archive people at the library have to know you pretty well by now. They, I hope so. They've certainly been very kind to us. Here they come again. I I did bake them cookies one year because they have given us a Mm -hmm. lot, a lot of their time and it energy and expertise. So I guess where is the energy going to go this winter coming up? So it all went towards the book. We'll have a book signing coming up. I guess where do you go from here, Betsy? Well, I'm actually writing a second book. I'm writing a couple of, working on two books. I'm writing a a fiction book this time based on one of the stories that we came across, not that's in this book, something we came across this past year that is extraordinarily compelling. A woman who was killed in um, the red light district of Douglas in 1917, and it it's just an incredible, incredible story that involves a worldwide uh, white slavery ring. I mean, in truth, and so I'm I'm writing this as a novel, so it's a historical fiction based on this story. But I'm also working, sort of doing research on a second book that would be similar to this one about true stories. Mm-hmm. And a collection, but more around Southeast Alaska. We need a podcast coming your way. I got to talk to you two about <laughs> we've, that. We've <laughs> talked about a podcast, and as a retired radio journalist, I 
I want to do it, but I want it to be just right. And I'm probably too picky. So I, most if, radio people are. Yeah, yeah I'm sure you are too. It just I can't have my old professional friends hearing me not do a perfect job, although they always did. But we also have a couple presentations we'll be doing uh, this winter. We haven't scheduled anything, but it'll be uh, after the holidays, probably starting in January or February, probably February, um, on uh three more topics and we'll have uh, a couple presentations that go into depth uh, about particular um, murders and we will also uh, have one, at least we're talking about this, which will talk about the investigative techniques of the past. I mean, they didn't have DNA. They didn't have fingerprints until the 30s or so. Um, And, you know, how did they solve crimes? other than when somebody actually saw it committed. Uh, and it's kind of fascinating. We're just have delved into that a little bit. It's kind of fun. So we're looking at our stories from just from that perspective as how did they solve this? No, that is fascinating because you're right. Like forensics and stuff didn't come till way, way later. That's absolutely right. Yeah. I mean, we had we had somebody ask once. Well, isn't there DNA from there? I mean, couldn't they? You 1920s, know, nineteen twenties. No, and it's so like much. nobody knew what DNA was then. They <laughs> yeah. didn't say, "Oh, let's keep this thing here." <laughs> but but we get it. You watch true crime on TV or yeah, fictional crime. Boxes of evidence to be sitting around somewhere. You just assume somewhere. that's all there. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So let's remind everybody again when this presentation and book signing is, and where they can get the books and follow you. It's 6 to 8 p.m. this Thursday uh, at the Hangar Ballroom, which is uh, um, in Merchant's Wharf. The entrance is right across from uh, the Hangar restaurant, and it's sponsored by uh, Hearthside Books here in Juneau, Juneau's locally owned uh, longtime bookstore and a big supporter of independent books. Mm-hmm. And if people want to purchase the book or follow they you too, how can they there. do that? They, they can, can do it there, yeah, of course. Yeah, purchase locally, the book, of course. Right. Yeah. And there's ways online, and you have a website, too, for more information we on do. stuff. We do, truecrimealaska.com. All right, I want to thank Ed Schoenfeld and Betsy Longenbach for coming in here, talking all this true crime stuff. I love it when you come in here and do that. <laughs> so thank you so much. And, of course, we'll see you next time. Thank you thank so, you very so much. And congratulations on the book, Betsy. Thank you. Thank you. Remember, you can download past episodes of Capital Chat over at KINYradio.com.